0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we have just started a brand new series and uh, we'll put that up on the screen and it's about true worship, which uh, is one of my favourite things to preach on because I've just always uh, in my life loved to worship. I can remember I used to go to bed pre-marriage days with a uh, cassette tape with worship music, you know the cassette tapes, you used to be able to get a 60 minute tape, which was 30 minutes each side, or then the 90 minute came out, you could get 45 minutes on each side, I'd get the 90 minute tape, fill it up with worship, press play, and I knew for the next 45 minutes as I was dozing off to bed uh, that night, that I'd be hearing worship, and I just so loved it, it's just been something that I've really enjoyed in my life, and just known that it's been important for my personal walk with the Lord, is to be a worshipper, to be someone who continually has this attitude of worship. So I'm really excited. This will get unpackaged for us in this new series, which is wonderful. And uh, worship really is, it's created for you and I, responding to the Creator. It's created for you and I in our response to the Creator. Darlene Check, who's uh, probably Australia's uh, most famous worship leader, has this definition, worship is an act of obedience of the heart. It is a response that requires the very core of who you are to love the Lord for who He is, not just what He does. And uh, my wife Natalie earlier mentioned about us leaning in. And when I think about worship, I think about that's my chance to lean in. That's my chance as as a believer in Jesus Christ to lean in. And it's a wonderful thing to do in life is to lean in. In John 4, uh, 23 and 24, Jesus Christ is uh, next to a well with a Samaritan woman. And he says these words, he says this, But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So here we have this Samaritan woman, not really knowing the ways necessarily of uh, of the Jews, and knowing everything about uh, past and they're having this discussion. Jesus starts off by asking for water, and she's going, "Hey, you're going to get water? You got nothing?" And and then he goes on to say, "If you knew who was asking, you would uh, you would probably ask me for water because I can give you not normal water. I can give you uh, water that will lead to eternal life, and uh, your spring won't one dry." There's this great dialogue, and then we we get to this where it goes on, and they're discussing about worship and and where it should take place because that was a big deal you know back in those days and then in the middle of this we have Jesus saying look it's not it's not about a place it's not it's not about a place it's about a place of our heart it's about us leaning into God and what I love about worship we don't have to uh, just rely on the amazing band here on a Sunday morning and just leave it with that you can live worship 24 7 You can be a worshipper 24-7. You can be someone who just has this attitude that you are worshipping the King of Kings. You're worshipping the Lord of Lords. You're worshipping the Creator of the heavens and the earth. You can live in a state of worship all day, every day. It doesn't have to rely just on church. It doesn't have to rely on even music. You can just live in this place of being a true worshipper. And that is where the Lord would want us all to be. It's not about where we are, it's about this lifestyle and worshipping in, in spirit from the heart, that inner self, where we're truly worshippers. A number of years ago, I was out on the golf course with a great friend of mine who's uh, uh, leading a phenomenal church of ours in San Diego. Like, it is just bursting at the seams. He's got like five locations, about 7,000 people come together every weekend in his churches. His name's uh, Jürgen Matesius and I can remember being on the golf course many years ago with him and we we're playing uh, south of Sydney somewhere and we're halfway through walking down a, a hole on this golf course and it had quite a nice outlook, kind of looked up into some kind of mountain ranges. I just remember him midway through his walk down the fairway just stopping just looking up at the mountains and just raising his hands and starting to worship. And I just loved it. I thought, there we have a pastor in our movement stopping midway down the fairway to look to the mountains and to worship. He just stood there and just started declaring he didn't care if there was some golfers on the next fairway. He just wanted to worship. And I just saw that and I loved seeing that. It inspired me and encouraged me and I just thought... I don't ever want to be someone who gets familiar and doesn't stop and, and smell the roses and look at the beauty. And I'm someone who worships. No matter where I am, I want to be a worshiper. And I think that's what God wants all of us to be, is to be worshipers. To be worshipers, because He is so worthy to be worship. So pursue Him. Pursue Him with a good heart. and Be after Him. Just have a desire in your heart to be a true worshiper. There's a gentleman, John Piper, USA pastor and author who says, worship is strong affections for God rooted in truth. And really it's just founded as our relationship with Him goes deeper and gets stronger and that should be a desire of all of us here today. If you're far from God, I'd encourage you to take steps, even on this day, to come close to God. And I'll give you an opportunity to do that at the end of the service. For those of us right now who are walking with God, I'd encourage you to to never be satisfied with where you are. Always have a desire to go deeper into the things of God. Have that desire. Tell God you have got that desire. Do all you can to fulfill that desire. Don't be satisfied. Because that is a problem, I think, for too many of us. Sometimes we just get a little bit complacent. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper into Him. And let's pursue Him. And let's go after Him. Let's go after Him. Let's go after Him. I was having a little dialogue uh, with my kids this week about, uh, about worshipping. And I said, oh, do you think your dad's a worshipper? And I loved uh, my daughter, Sienna, who's 12, says, you don't have to be a good singer, dad. And I found that quite interesting because uh, that is definitely me. But she said, it's about the heart and passion you put into it. Some good words from a 12-year-old. And um, I can remember when she was about uh, six asking her what worship is. And this is a true story. I think that was her age. It was about that. And she said, Dad, uh, worshipping is serious business. And you can't use rude words like wee That's what my daughter when she was about six said. So she's matured a little bit more and she's gone a little bit deeper here about this heart and passion that you put into it. And we've got to have the heart and passion. Be passionate about something in life. Make sure the very top of the pile is God. Have passions, but make sure he takes center stage. He takes the central position in our lives. Put him number one. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. And we need to put him there. And here today, if you've drifted from that, and all of us do, and myself included at times, it's, it's time to come back. It's time to put him where he needs to be put. It's, it's time to declare out of your mouth with your hands raised or however you like to worship that God, you center. God, you're my bedrock. God, I'm worshiping you. I'm praising you on this very day. Whether the band's behind me or not, I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship. See, you can do it without a great band. But we get there. We get there. Jesus said this once. He was asked, teacher, what is the great commandment in the Lord? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. With all your heart, your soul, your mind. We need to make sure that that's how we're living. It's the greatest commandment. It's not down at number 8 or 23 or 86. It's, it's the great one. This is the first and great commandment. This is the first and great love the Lord your God with all your soul, your heart, your mind. You're pouring your awe into it. And what I love is worship is a great opportunity to outwork the greatest commandment. It's a great opportunity to just push some things aside, things that get our attention at times and maybe distract us and just kind of push those things aside and say, I'm here to worship. I'm here to worship, no matter what the circumstances are, I'm here to worship. You set time in your life to be a worshipper, to actually act out the great commandment with all our heart, mind, soul, just everything. We throw it all into it. We throw all into it. We just live that way. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. Some good words right there. He has made us, not ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. What an amazing psalm! What an amazing psalm. And I think we should l- read words like that and start to live out words like that. And I just know that worship is such a key for that, to live in that space. I've been spending a little bit of time just reading through a story out of Luke 7 lately uh, that you find in verse 36 about a woman who knew how to worship. It says this in verse 36, One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. He's asked Jesus. And he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, When she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vase of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. She's worshipping the king. She's found herself in the presence of, of Jesus Christ, and she's worshipping the King. It's funny, because the Pharisees, he starts kind of having a go at Jesus. Do you, do you know who this woman is? Do you know of her background? Do you know the lifestyle she's been living? Because surely if you do, you would not allow her to be in that posture. But Jesus, he's quick to say, no, no, it's not about that. She should be in this state. He says, gives a scenario of two people that owed a lot of money and they were both forgiven of their debt. One owed a lot, one owed a little. Which one would be more grateful? And he said, of course, the one with more. And This woman found herself in this story and she owed Jesus a lot. She knew that all she needed in life was going to be found in Jesus Christ. And do you know what? It's the same for each and every one of us. What she needed is what we need. What she needed is exactly what each and every one of us needs in our life. We need his love, we need his acceptance, and we need his forgiveness. And she came and broke what would have been an expensive flask of this ointment and worshipped. And then in verse 44, Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. She just fell in love with Jesus. She put everything aside to remain at his feet. And I just want us here today to just consider in this service, how is the wonder of Jesus for you right now? Have you lost a bit of the wonder? Because sometimes when you're around something for a while, you can kind of start to take it for granted a little bit. And the wonderful, quite quickly at times, can become the ordinary. Not because it's changed, but because of our perspective. And I just want us here today to, to just take a step in, to lean in and, and just pause for a moment and, and get the wonder back. To get the wonder back, familiarity is not a good thing in the Christian life. And sometimes we've just got to get it back. And he is amazing and he does deserve it. You've just got to go through the scriptures to be reminded sometimes afresh of how amazing our God is because of him. I've got a list here. These all have scriptures associated. We have time to go through them all, but we are children of God. We are justified and redeemed. We are no longer a slave to sin. We are not condemned by God. We are set free from the law of sin and death. We are heirs with Christ. God leads us into triumph and knowledge of Christ. We are the righteousness of Christ. We've been made one with all who are in Christ. We've been set free in Christ. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We are chosen holy and blameless before God. We are redeemed and forgiven by the grace of Christ. We've been predestined by God to obtain an inheritance. We've been seated in the heavenly places with Christ. We are citizens of heaven. The peace of God guards our hearts and minds. We've been made complete in Christ. Christ is our life and we will be revealed with Him in glory. We've been chosen by God and we are holy and beloved. They are promises from the world. of God, people. They are promises. I think if we would just pause and reflect for a moment on those promises, who knows that out of that, God is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be worshipped. I think right now we should even let out a shout. Let out a shout. He is so worthy. He is so worthy. He is so worthy. Let's not lose the wonder. Let's not lose it. Last year, I had the great honor and privilege of uh, taking my children to Disneyland. And we had a three-day pass. And for three days as a family, we entered into that Disneyland theme park in California. And for all of us, including the adults, we were in wonder. That place is phenomenal. That place is amazing to see this this dream of Walt Disney come to pass and to, to walk through that place. And day one, we walked in and we're in wonder, including the kids. Day two, we walked in and we're in wonder. Day three, we walked in and we were in wonder. I tell you what, if I was going again tomorrow, I think I would still be in wonder. The place is amazing. The place is amazing. And I think sometimes our kids are so good at continuously in life just being in wonder. But sometimes as adults, We sometimes lose the wonder. Let's not lose the wonder of the great I Am. Let's not lose the wonder of He that is seated on the right hand of the Father. Let's make sure our eyes are set on heavenly beings and we remember we stand in wonder. We stand in wonder. Let's be like Jeff Reitz. And every one of you would go, who is Jeff Reitz? Jeff Reitz today will enter Disneyland for the two thousand five hundred and six consecutive day. Every single day since 2011, this gentleman has gone to Disneyland and not missed a single day. The guy's in wonder of the place. Now the place is good, but our God is better. If a man like that can go two thousand five hundred and six days in In a row to Disneyland, I think for us, for those of us that are followers of Jesus Christ, we should be in wonder for that many days and beyond. For all the days we live on planet Earth, let's be in wonder. Let's see Him for His majestic works, for His power, for His majesty, for all that He has done. Because He is great and wonderful and deserves the praises and the worship of His people. We worship It's a lifestyle. It's where we lean in. And we just should never stop, should we? We shouldn't stop. We shouldn't stop. We should do it today. We should do it tomorrow. We're here again next week. We're into 2019 and do it in 2020. And we just do not stop. We make sure we keep going and we keep leaning in. In Luke 17, Jesus heals 10 lepers. It's got a story of this incredible, incredible healing story within it. But it says this in verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. And he lay face down at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. And then Jesus asked Were there not 10 of you? Were there not 10 of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? One got it, nine didn't. Let's make sure that we all get it. Let's make sure that we all get it. That we all get it and we return and we worship. Just have it as a lifestyle, pause in your day, wake up in the morning and be a worshiper. In the middle of the day, be a worshiper. Be stuck in Sydney traffic and just look out the window at the beautiful sky that he created and be a worshiper. Just be a worshiper day in, day out for all the days of our life. And it's not there to prop God up. He doesn't need it because he's low on uh, self-esteem. He doesn't need our worship, but he wants our heart. He wants our heart, and worship can put our heart towards him. It can put our hearts towards him. When Jesus is in the desert, and he's tempted, he says, be gone, Satan. He's tempted. He's told, look up, come up high, look down. I'll give you all of this, all all of these kingdoms if you'll just worship me. It's what Satan says. Jesus is having nothing of it. Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Jesus knew, he knew, he knew. It was all about worshiping Jesus, not these other things, not being taken off the true mark and his true north, your worship, your worship. I love it, worship puts us in a place that's not just about us, it decentralizes us. We bring glory to God we bring glory to God. I'll get the band to come. Because I could keep preaching, but I think it's good that we're going to have time to worship here this morning. Time to actually lean in. And just do it your way. There's no rules in worship. There's no rules. You can close your eyes. You can open your eyes. You can put one hand in the air. You can put two hands in the air. You can put one hand out. You can put two hands out. You don't have to put your hands out. But can I just encourage you to just be free Just be free in it. Just be free in it. Just worship what feels right for you. Just be a worshipper. It's just such a good way, I I believe, of just honouring God. It's a way of honour. And let's just get good at being worshippers. Because I tell you what, when you get a glimpse, and the Word of God gives us glimpses into what heaven is going to be like, guess what? There's going to be a lot of worship in heaven. Revelations 4, 10 and 11, the 24 elders, fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. It's just going to be there. It's just going to be there. It's going to be a A praise party, a worship party. So here today, I want us to go and just be good at going and leaning in and be worshippers, find something. I love to listen to a lot of worship music because it it gets me into the place really easily. It helps me. My My iPhone is just full. 95% 95% of it's worship music. We've got Great C3 albums. There's phenomenal artists all around this globe who get in their room and seek the face of God to get songs that heaven writes on their hearts and they put pencil to paper and they add melodies, tunes, and they create these beautiful songs that can transport you to a closer place with God. Start listening to them. Stop filling your home up, your car up. Just be a worshiper. Position yourself day in, day out. He is so worthy. Just before we lean in and we worship for a few moments here, I'm just reminded of the story. We read it in Luke 19 as Jesus entered into Jerusalem on the colt. His disciples were rejoicing. The Bible says they were praising God with a loud voice, for the mighty works they had seen. And then our good old friends, the Pharisees show up and says, Jesus, just quieten them. Jesus is like, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. Because if they don't cry out, the stones are going to start to cry out. Such is the worthiness of Jesus Christ. Such is the worthiness of the king that if it doesn't come out of the mouth of humans, he says, the stones will need to start crawling, crying out. I don't know about you, but I don't want the stones around my house being louder than my voice. I'm going to be a worship. I'm gonna be a worshipper from this day for all of my days. I'm gonna keep keep leaning in. I need to lean in. I need to keep telling God how amazing he is to say how grateful I am for who you are, that you've saved me, that I'm set free. I know where my eternity is in set and it's in heaven i'm so grateful for what he's done i live in a great country i have a mighty church i've got a beautiful family i'm i fit and healthy the list could go on and on and on but no matter what is swirling around me i will worship the king i will worship the king so let's stand to our feet right now we've heard it from the word of god but there's nothing like doing it theory is good But I tell you, when you get to do it yourself, that's the best. So what I would encourage us here today is to lean in, lean in to get the wonder again. Do it your way, do it your style. If you need to get on your knees, get on your knees. If you need to raise a hand, raise a hand. You might not have the voice, but I tell you in heaven, it sounds mighty God, good to our God. So let's start to worship. Let's start to get it bubbling up on the inside of us take this very moment now to lean in, to get the love back again, to tell God you're in love with Him and you're grateful. Let's do it right now, church. Let's do it right now. If this is new to you, just do it your way. Just do it. Soak the atmosphere up. Just tell God for the things you're grateful for on this very day. Let's lean in. Oh, we worship.